This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor. Here's another bonus episode. This is from The Floor Crew. They take more of a Miami Heat perspective weekly on the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Jonathan Ramlikan is the regular host, and this week he was joined by Matt Hannafin and Marco Romo. Make sure that you subscribe to the Five Reasons YouTube channel so you get these episodes there first. And now, The Floor Crew. Down Five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Bucket said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got them all banned. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome to the Miami Heat Floor Crew, brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. I'm your host, Jonathan, a.k.a. Three Piece Combo. I got Marco, I got Matt, and as always, every week we like to bring you a little bit of extra flavor from your normal five on the floor podcast here. Uh, we're going to give you a little bit of a breakdown of, you know, almost here at the midseason. We'll talk about what we've seen thus far into the season. And we'll talk a little bit about a little bit coming up next week uh, in the next week of Miami Heat basketball and give our predictions as well. But let's get it from the top, guys. We are about a game away from being halfway into the season. You know, coming into the season, there was a lot of disappointment um, with how, you know, things played out in the off season, But I think with the play and growth that we've gotten from, you know, specifically guys like Jaime and then the growth of Duncan Robinson, the continued elevation of Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero, like him or not, you know, he's had his moments uh, in games like last night where, you know, he was able to be one of the key uh, primary reasons that we were able to get that win in overtime, you know, after dropping behind a couple points in overtime, he hit two really big threes to able uh, to allow us to get the win. Uh, last night but let's talk about this team overall I want to talk and ask you guys how do you feel now compared to the beginning of the season about this team Marco you weren't here last week I'll let you kick it off Uh, honestly it's about the same but I think the Jaime factor is kind of it's the whole different wrench into the whole equation which uh, I think slightly better in terms of what they can do now in terms of like cleaning up the wing spot because coming into the season i knew they had a strong like wing like room but now they have like more than more guys than they can even play like nico and jaime are guys that you kind of have to play because you want them to grow uh you have to find minutes for everybody now caleb haywood jay rich uh 
Jaime and uh, Nico. So it's a lot of wings out there. It's not including Jimmy Butler as well. So now I'm even more confident. Uh, but that's also the confidence there is that they might have uh, a move to be made that maybe wasn't there before because now you have Caleb that's expendable or that you can attach to maybe a future move that you can help shore up the parts that aren't as deep, you know, like the point guard position or the or the big man position. So I think just slightly more, not in terms of play, but in terms of the individual guys, you know, because as a team, I haven't really changed my mind that much, but individually you see that there is a lot that Miami can do with these guys in terms of like how they can continue to like build up their confidence and grow them uh, and, or in terms of just moving other guys uh, so they can bring in, you know, reinforcements at the other positions. Absolutely. And to your point about Jaime, I think he definitely is. I mean, as a rookie, the, the numbers that he's putting up, um, Mr. Van Lee, good night to you as well. Appreciate you joining us here. Um, but like you said, as Jaime, what he's doing as a rookie, top three rookie in his class of this season, the fact that we were able to do it yet again with another pick. Um, and then now we're even starting to see a little bit of growth of Jovic as well. But I think behind Jaime, the thing that's popped out to me, or maybe that I was least expecting the most from this season, was the growth of Duncan Robinson right the the amount of confidence that he has the layers that he added to his game inside outside throwing lobs like you know the confidence in his shot that's something that i love to see as well but matt i'll let, defer to you kind of uh what your thoughts on are the team now versus your thoughts coming into the season i mean kind of backing off what marco said it's pretty similar um 24 and 16 right now 19th in offense ninth in defense um, over these last, I think, six or seven games, Miami's been one of the best defensive teams in the entire league just on a per-possession basis. Um, I mean, you guys have – you kind of hit the nail on the head, both of you, with, like, Jaime's development and how he just kind of popped out of the clouds. Like, Nikola Jovic, these last five or ten games has really shown you something, especially on the offensive end with his with his creation ability, his ability to operate in transition. Um, he, he, he's even looked pretty good defensively. Um, Tyler Hero – even though he's been kind of off and on offensively, especially since the return uh, from his injury, he's flashed defensively a little bit. At least he's shown improvements on that end. Um, you talk about Duncan Robinson and all of his growth. We've talked about Duncan plenty of times on here before. Um, the network has in general, just how much he's grown as a player from an individual standpoint as kind of like this guy who was came in as a specialist and now he's doing everything but, including knocking down 40 41, 42% of his threes. I don't remember the exact percentage off the top of my head. Um, but like just there is like kind of like that log jam at wing, as Marco mentioned. And you're, you're trying to figure out, okay, there's we're roughly what three weeks until the deadline. How do you consolidate that into something, whether it is a backup big, which you probably don't have to pay a whole lot for, or even a point guard, um, whether it's Kyle, like whether he's Kyle Lowry's still on the team or not, like how do you consolidate all that? Um, and so at least as of right now, I, I think it's about the same if I'm being completely honest. Um, I think I expected a little bit more from the backup big spot with Thomas Bryant. Obviously that flamed out pretty quickly, at least quicker than I thought it would originally, because I thought he had more juice on the offensive end than both Deadman um, and Cody Zeller. Uh, that was a lie. Like Miami's had 22 starting lineups, I believe in 40 games. And that's kind of crazy. The fact that they're eight games above 500 and only two games behind Philly now in the East. Like they're they're right knocking on the door for a top three seed in the East, which is you put that in just by itself. It's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, the perspective wise, like you said, with the amount of injuries that this team has had to had, I mean, you have no Jimmy Butler, 
right? For a long period, he comes back. He's out again. Now he's back again. You know, Jaime Jaquez, or sorry, Jaime Jaquez, um, Haywood Highsmith, who was intention, you know, intended to be the starting four for this team. I mean, he's missed a majority of the games as well. And his defensive presence is, you know, definitely something that sticks out when he's on the court. You know, he's someone that was, it reminds you, like you said, in, in the build that we saw all coming in, he's that mini P.J. Tucker, right? I mean, he's doing all those little things. Uh, obviously, maybe not as much when it comes to passing from the top of the key like P.J. was a little better at sometimes. But, you know, those other things with the defense and the hitting the three at the corner, definitely love seeing that. But um, let's talk about just about the uh, prediction for this team moving forward as far as um, how do you guys expect health-wise – Actually, let, let's scratch that overall because you don't you can't predict health. But going into the latter half of this te- season, do you expect this team to get healthy and make a run and see it on both ends of the court at the same time at some point? Because we've seen flashes offensively. We've seen flashes defensively. I don't think we've seen both together in many games. Matt, we'll let you start this time. I mean, health-wise, like, I, I'm not really sure how much you can bank on them, like everyone being healthy at the exact same time because we really just haven't seen that throughout the Jimmy era, or at least in a big enough sample. Um, but, I mean, I think we'll see, like, Jimmy look better than he did at the start of the season. Remember, that was a big talking point. Like, are we should be worried? Should we be worried about Jimmy? Like, this, that, and the other thing, and especially last night, it's a one-game sample, but um, he looked phenomenal. It's like, oh, it's January. Like this is beginning the time where Jimmy's we joke about it, but like this is the time where Jimmy kind of kind he begins to ramp stuff up. Um, and so like I think we'll see that. Um, it's also just hard to project because of the deadline. Like we don't know if Kyle's gonna be on this team. We don't know um if Caleb's gonna be on this team. We don't know if I don't know, player X is going to be on this team. Like, there's so much that could happen. Although Miami Hayes hasn't made a big trade since acquiring Oladipo, um, or at least for a player who wasn't a free agent. So maybe I should uh, temper expectations when it comes to the trade market. But, like, we really, it's really just hard to tell. Um, but I think this team will be healthier. And I think this team could go on, like, a 45 to 50 win pace, even though they're kind of already on that tra- trajectory already. Um, it just depends on what happens over the next few weeks with uh, with the deadline and everything right. that happens really. in there. It's no, just hard to project. I'm sorry I really didn't answer your question. No, it's no, it's fine. Project. I worded it terribly also. But, Marco, I'll kind of rephrase it a little bit too and, and ask you about the second half of the season. What is the biggest change do you think that we're going to see from the first half of the season to the second half of the season? Oh, change? Uh I think they're going to feature, obviously, Jimmy Moore because he hasn't played as much. And I think they're going to try to build more of what Bam can do. And that might include getting him either another, a backup point guard or maybe a new starting point guard. And maybe they keep Kyle, uh, you know, like a smaller move, like a Ty Jones or a Monty Morris that won't cost a lot, that maybe will cost a second-round draft pick. Or they'll make, you know, a bigger move for a guy like DeJounte Murray. Like, who knows? I think – but they're going to try to get – bam more ball handling help in terms of the pick and roll uh, at least i would hope so because i feel like they're doing a disservice to him just not getting that kind of guy for him or at least getting him a threat that goes downhill in general uh so i think we we're gonna see something change because i think there's too much of a glut at the wing position like we talked about i think they have to consolidate that uh especially now that guys are starting to get healthy and you're some guys aren't gonna play and 
it's going to be like, well, you have all these playable guys. What are you going to do with them come playoff time? Somebody's going to have to get their minutes cut. Uh, and that's not going to be pretty, especially when the playoffs, when minutes, you know, get a little harder to come by, guys are going to be playing 40-plus nightly. So I think Miami's going to get prepared for that. And I, I expect them to go on a little bit of a run because Eric Spolster teams have a history of going pretty well after – post-February like they have a history of doing really well uh except for last year I think last year was kind of the exception but I think mostly they've done uh really well after the trade the trade deadline uh I don't know what it is maybe it's the conditioning Miami's conditioning you know stays up while other teams you know don't handle it as bad or as good you know the marathon that is the regular season uh but you know historically you know Miami Heat teams under exposed to have done really well like that uh so I do expect them to go on a little bit of a run uh it, to them, it probably doesn't matter if they get the four or the three or the five seed. Just, you know, that kind of area is where I expect them. If they get the three seed, that'll be great. But I get the four seed, I'll also be happy with that. It really doesn't matter to me or the coaches. Just being in that area will probably suffice. It's just about how they look and the guys they have. And that's what I hopefully will see them do. Maybe it will be a big trade, but I think there's consolidation to be had still. They they have to make some moves, especially with Caleb having an expiring or coming up for his deal soon and Kyle's deal expiring. And teams are probably looking at that and like, that's enticing to teams like like that don't have a lot of uh, wiggle room to like make free agency splashes. They're like, we got to look at doing these little moves like that, like Miami's doing. So it's a lot of. Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's Shaving products. I love the way it handled. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Buying in the trade market is just about who's going to be, you know, selling. Absolutely. And I mean, to your point, of course, last year is it's almost an anomaly in a little way because you know you had guys like Gabe Vincent and Max Strews who went on to to get solid deals from team. Obviously, Max doing a lot better than Gabe, but those were players that you could have traded away and gotten some solid picks for, right? You know, I mean, you could definitely could have had contending teams. So you don't want to continue to allow players to develop 
and then just let them go somewhere else, right? We've seen that happen a lot of times. Kendrick Nunn was another person where you let him develop and you let him walk, right? You could have easily traded him uh, when he was in rookie of the year com- you know, contention for a first or a second round pick, which would allow you to have some more assets to potentially trade for another player. But you know, you don't want to allow these guys that are that you create into playable players. Like Caleb Martin is someone you brought in. You know, he was essentially a nobody. You brought him in. You know, you got him playing time. You got him to really find his identity in this league. And you know, for you not to even get a pick out of that, if you let him walk, he kind of just did that for no reason at that point, right? So definitely want to make sure you consolidate that, or even consolidate, like you said, a Kyle Lowry with an expiring contract as well. There are teams that are looking for veteran leadership i mean if an indiana pacers right a, a guy behind that like a, a halliburton or you know maybe send him to detroit um so he can give some veteran leadership there so they're not just winning two games on the season but we're getting close to the end guys we only got a couple minutes left me and marco got to bounce here at six so we are going to get to predictions here pretty soon so uh marco i'll let you start with this one with the predictions we have the raptors tomorrow the hawks on friday and the Magic's on Sun- Magic on Sunday. Uh, give me your record for those three games and a quick breakdown on it all. Uh, I think they go two and one. Uh, the Raptors games is we just saw a rock fight yesterday, but uh, the Raptors games are always nasty to watch. But I think Miami comes out of that one. Uh, but I do think this is a better Raptors team than the last time Miami saw them. Uh, the Hawks uh, get another division game. Uh, they. The Hawks that are pretty much in turmoil right now. They really don't know where they're headed. They're looking to trade a lot of their guys, uh, City Bay and DeJounte Murray have been in trade talks uh, together, honestly, maybe as a package. Uh, but, you know, it's a lot of they don't really know what they are right now. It's just we're looking to score and maybe we'll defend. But that's been the Hawks MO for the last couple of years. Uh, I, I think they'll beat them pretty handily. Uh, the Magic game, I think they'll probably lose uh, because I think the Magic are like, we got to beat these guys. They're, they're our big brother. They, we got to get this monkey off our back this year, especially because the Magic have been playing pretty well this year and on the road and at home. So it's honestly like they're going to look at Miami as like, this is our like measuring stick game to see if you know we're going to battle for the division at, at all so i think a two and one which isn't too bad at all uh considering you know miami could look at another chance next week to go double digits in terms of games up on 500 records so uh but i think that that'll be a good week for miami if it goes three and oh then that would be great i think one and two would be really disappointing but the past homestand went out just like how they thought so hopefully you know this next little stretch will go even better Absolutely. And to your point, you know, the next four, you have the Raptors, the Hawks, the Magic and the Grizzlies. And out of those teams, the Magic are really the most elite team. But after that, you have the Celtics, Knicks, Suns and Kings in a four game stretch, which isn't going to be the easiest stretch by any means. Uh, But Matt, break down this next week coming up. Like I said, we got the Raptors, the Hawks and the Magic. How are you feeling about these next couple of games? I think they beat Atlanta, Miami, at least for most of the season, outside of like the first few games have been better at home than they have been on the road or may and also outside of that big long road stretch that they had at the beginning of the season i feel like for like the last month maybe month and a half they've been better at home than they've been on the road so i think they beat atlanta they are kind of spiraling a little bit the magic one i think they lose because it's one of those where i think what miami's beaten magic Orlando, Miami's beaten Orlando twice already this season, right? Like it might be one of those, like we have to, to kind of Marco's point, you got to get one against this team. Um, the Toronto game's a swing game for me. Toronto's been pretty feisty uh, this year, especially of late after they acquired Emmanuel quickly, after they got RJ Barrett. Like those guys, 
fit in pretty seemingly um, to what they have over there, as well as Scotty Barnes emerging um, in his third season. Like, this is a feisty team, and always my feels like no matter who's on the team, whenever Miami travels to Toronto, it just it's it's hard. It's it's difficult. It's always close. Um, whether it's Nick Nurse, whether it's Dark, like it's just it's always close. Um, but I think Miami gets it. I think they go two and one on the stretch. I, it, that's the swing game for me. That's the one I have the hardest time predicting. If I'm being honest, even though Orlando too, I think they beat Atlanta. I think like at minimum they go one and two, um, but. I, I think they ultimately finish two and one this week. Absolutely. I mean, you guys last week were all wrong. I was the only one that got correct. I was I predicted three and one. You boys were some gutless fools. So I'm about to channel my inner royal and they're about to blow these boys out. What you mean? We got the Hawks. Who are the Hawks? When was the last time they won something? Segregation? I don't know. And then you have uh, the Raptors. Of course, the Raptors, they're essentially tanking at this point. And then you have the Magic. The Magic have never won anything. The Magic will always be the Miami Heat's little brother. And at the end of the day, it's Go Heat. You already know, guys. I appreciate you joining us, as always. We'll keep you locked in for next week uh, until we get to you guys then. Make sure you guys catch it on here on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. Follow us. Uh, Marco, Matt, follow those guys. Um, My friend Malachi is going to be at the Raptors game taking some pictures. So follow him on Instagram. We'll link that as well. Make sure you guys follow the feed. Uh, And thank you guys for always watching. And let's Go Heat. We'll see you after the next stream. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.